My name is Andy. I help people live life on purpose. This podcast explores the mystery, beauty, and complexity of life through conversations with an array of incredible practitioners, all of them working at the edge of what's possible for humanity. This is a place for big dreams, bold creativity, and fierce hope. Welcome to the Wonder Dome. If you're inspired by this conversation and you'd like to see it reach more people, you can help the Wonder Dome take flight by sharing it with friends and colleagues, subscribing, giving us a high star rating, and best of all, leaving a glowing review. If you'd like to go even further, consider becoming a monthly supporter. You'll help me keep the lights on and support a wide range of charitable causes. You can learn more at mindfulcreative.coach. Thanks in advance for helping us inspire the world. My guest today is Eric Larson. Eric has become a dear friend and colleague as of late, and I'm really psyched to have him on the show. He's a coach of coaches. In other words, he works with people like me to master our our art and our craft to show up in ways that are deeply attuned to the present moment and to learn and grow constantly so that we never stagnate, so that we never stall, so that we never get lost in the questions of, am I doing this as well as I could be? Eric and I first started to deepen our connection when he launched something called the breathing space in the early days of the pandemic, which was an effort to bring together coaches, healers, teachers, and offer free spaces where human beings could come together, connect, breathe, and get present. And back in March, April, when there was a lot unknown about about COVID and about the pandemic, when there was a real clear sense, at least for me, I'll speak for myself, a real clear sense of the preciousness of having a space to breathe when we were all physically isolated, to do that in community with others, that was, in my mind, a a real clear gesture about who Eric was, the kind of person who shows up for people in ways that they might not even know they need until he shows up. And you're going to get that today in our conversation. There are multiple moments where he's a, he's so smart and he and I get really heady a lot, but there are multiple moments where, where he invites us into an experience and we have that experience together and I hope that, and I trust that, it will come through to the extent it can in this recorded format that you're hearing it now. But no matter what, I can assure you, you're going to laugh, you're going to think, you're going to feel. And by the end of this conversation, you might just have a, a, a deeper or at least emerging sense that there's more to life than most of our culture and our in- institutions and our structures is ever aware of. So if you get that taste, if you get that hit, then I'll be really happy. So let's get settled in. And hear what Eric has for us. Hi, Eric. Hello. Welcome to the Wonder Dome. (laughs) I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Yeah, I... uh, I've really been looking forward to this. I encounter you as someone who sort of sits right at the this intersection of playful, mischievous, loving compassion, and then also 
like a really brass tacks, how do we help each other live in the world with less pain and less suffering? Like there's just, you hold those two things in a really beautiful way. And I'm excited to share that with anyone who listens in. I love that. Um, if I had a business card, <laughs> it would say that. <laughs> That's really great. I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, when we connected a couple weeks ago or whenever it was, you know how time is, um, we ended that conversation at the place that I feel called to start right now, which was just this, this sort of possibility you were sharing this kind of big, beautiful, what if, which is like, what if every person had a minute and a half to just like relax into their body and let go of a little bit of attachment to needing things to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's sort of, so as I say it out loud, there's a part of me that's like, Oh, that's so like, yeah. What if everyone did that, Andy? Like, nice. But like, no, but like, really, I was struck with as you were, as we were playing that, like, wow, what if really we all just had 90 seconds of emotional release and freedom? What might that do for the collective sort of energy that is so intense and polarized and fearful? And yeah. And I wonder as I bring that back you know, several weeks later, or months later, whenever it is that we talked, I wonder what that, that does for you as you sit with that. Yeah. Um, well, it's nice to be invited into that question or, or possibility again. I, yeah, I mean, what, what if, and why not? That's sort of my, <laughs> my question. And you know, we could write fabulous PhD level theses and dissertations about why not, and now that can't be possible and all that sort of stuff. And I'm inclined to sort of, that's not a very interesting conversation because we start with no, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. isn't very helpful. So yeah. I, I do, I do think, yeah. And I do think that's sort of possible. It's like, uh, you don't, you don't know what could happen until you try it. Like, are you interested? Like what, what if, and I think sometimes that's just the the case. I, I do. I find that question with, with clients uh, working as a coach all the time. And it's, it's actually transformative and you can see people. Now I don't mean that their life becomes unicorns and rainbows or, or, or something from that moment on, but there, I, there is, and I'm inclined to point out that there is a, shift there is a something that sort of happens when Mm. you ask Mm. them something like well what if like you know there's in in brief brief solution therapy or something there's the magic question what if tomorrow you woke up and uh it was all the way that you wanted to be like what is it that you would be experiencing Mm. you know Mm. and and it sort of gets you in it's a different kind of question to ask and Mm. um when you ask people something like what if um what if it was just like, okay, you know, like just to be right where you were and what if it was okay to, to relax? Like what if you actually knew there was no threat, you know, which is I think the underlying sort of brain cause the little glitch of a lot of sort of chronic stress and holding is this sort of, sort of, I don't know, limbic brain's, belief or something that we're like, there's some kind of immediate danger. And if we can Mm. just sort of release from that. 
you know, people say the most profound things. And I'm like, and I always, I come in, I go, let's do that. And they go, (laughs) okay. (laughs) All right. And it's not far because you just did it. Like in some sense, they just did that. They just made that happen. And I said, well, you just, you just did that, you know? And then you can see some people sort of fall, retreat back into the safe, familiar, not safe, but familiar Mm. corner of Mm. that. Say, okay, um, we've got our work now. Let's sort of explore that. Mm. Anyway, I digress. What are some of the, if you can call them to mind, what are some of the profound things you've heard people say when they lean in or settle in to that invitation you've given them? Yeah. I mean, it's, it depends on that person's, the way they use language and the way that they sort of experience the world and all that. But I'll tell you that thematically it's always the same. Guess what? Peace and love. (laughs) (laughs) But people produce that language out of nowhere. You know, you can have like this, I don't know, someone that that I would not expect to sort of speak in that way. Somebody who's from a a culture. I was watching the the television program, The New Girl, last night. And there's this episode. (laughs) Don't judge. We love it. It's very wise. I'll write The Tao of the New Girl at some point. I don't know. I'll look forward to that. I do want to write The Tao of the Office. I had that the other day. I was like, there's definitely The Tao of the Office uh, that, that would... Wait, British or American edition? Well, I'm an expert in the American edition, Mm. and I'm positive that it would also work for the the British edition. Um, So anyway, I'm going to go, I'm going to do three things here, and we'll get back to the question. The New Girl episode, uh, Schmidt uh, is building a house for him and his wife, remodeling a house, and they're working with a contractor, and the contractor is sort of a stereotypical kind of working class sort of guy and um or, or we're, we're led to believe and then it, 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 the 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 episode takes a turn and then at the end like everybody's hugging and they're weeping <laughs> you know because the contract is like everyone misunderstands me i'm a vegan and i like you know i just like i try to do the best for people meanwhile they're trying to steal his copper piping and stuff like this oh, so, no. so they come around so anyway um even for that guy, the misunderstood, you know, or the, the, um, the, the kind of hard edged, I don't know, working class person, they just, they, it's always peace is the biggest one. Just, there would just be ease. And then the mm-hmm. next question is, okay. And, and in the presence of ease, then what? <clears throat> and you get either two questions, like I've thought about this a lot and here's, <laughs> here's what I would do if I ever achieve some kind of peace or, People are, are, this happened exactly yesterday. It was quite scared, you know, which is a different than we can Mm. take it in a different direction. It's like, if you gave me a blank canvas and some paints, Mm. but Ernest Hemingway is like the most terrifying thing in the world or something is a blank piece of paper. And I think that that's profound. People who have lived in a culture with rules, a family with rules, an educational system with rules, a religion with rules, and then you're going to, set us free it's like that's a terrible terrible thing and as you know as just a creative person it's also it's just so exhilarating you know to be in that little anything you know kind of space but there are people who that's some kind of torture for them and and i don't know what i'm gonna what we're gonna do together he and (laughs) he and i but something so yeah but it's always 
something like that. Yeah. Mm. Just, mm. Just, it's really simple. It becomes mm. really, really simple, which I think is important. I think, you know, we can talk about, we live in a VUCA world and it's all terribly complex <laughs> and all, but then it leaves the, it leaves the solution to the, the brains, you know, it leaves a solution to people that are specialized into experts. Yeah. And, and a, and a fat uh, lot of good, our, our brains have done us in that respect. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, do we get the picture yet? Like did more of that, like the ballooning head model of let's solve the world problems just doesn't seem to be no. working. And you know that with clients too. It's like, at some point it's like, great, you've given it a good go. Have you had enough? Hmm. It clearly isn't working. And I think sometimes if you're skillful in the way that you frame that up, you go, look, you've all the data's in. Is, is it enough to just sort of like maybe pivot and turn over here and just say, oh, you know, and that's where, and I, I mean, I think you would agree like, oh, you know, we were talking a few minutes ago, like introduce them to this thing called the body, you know, <laughs> introduce them to this thing called a heart, you know, introduce them to these other possibilities uh, for experiencing life. And in fact, we're always experiencing it that way. It's just a matter of, are we attentive to it? And we haven't been trained to attend to something, mm. Mm. you know, we're not, we don't have a name for it. It's not, it's not in our world. So, yeah. Um, does I'm that struck. get to anything that you asked today? <laughs> Come on, Eric, you got to get to stuff. Damn it. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be better. oh hey Wendell yeah he's just at the corner of our camera here just chilling um yeah I'm struck by the I'm struck by the gift that we can give ourselves to step into okayness even if only for a minute or two but also by the the tragedy that then parts of us go like they're the two the sort of two paths you see one path is yeah if i could actually have it here's all the things i would do when you know the sort of i'll be happy when i'll do it when yeah yeah and and the tragedy of you know it's just it's almost cliche that if you talk to someone on their deathbed they say i wish i hadn't waited i wish i hadn't I wish I hadn't said, basically, I wish I hadn't said to myself, I'll do this when, because the when came and went. Yeah. Right. And then also the tragedy of like that part of us that says, wait, I have, I should be productive right now. There should be rules. I should know the, I should know where to go. A blank canvas. That's terrifying. Ah, you know, like the fact that that produces a a fear response Mm -hmm. or uh, I'll get to it when I can response. Both of those to me, it seemed to be products of this kind of like 10,000 year narrative of control <laughs> we've been trying to impose on, on the world and ourselves, yeah. you know, to, to make everything work just so. Yeah. And it seems like the more we try and make everything work just so the, the more VUCA more vol- volatile and uncertain and complex and ambiguous things get, because we keep trying to make the infinite finite. <laughs> yeah. We keep trying to like brain our way into simplicity. Yeah. When actually the simplicity is right. It's just right here. It's always, it's always here. And, and I'll, I'll get there in conversations too. And in a way that doesn't sound too sort of, um, uh, 
too far a reach for, for whoever's mind it is I'm talking with. It's like, like, has it ever been not now? I mean, this is an, an insight from Eckhart Tolle's book or something like that, but I don't, I don't appeal to him. I just say, have you ever, ever been in the past? Have you ever been there? <sighs> like, have you ever been in the future? I mean, it's just like, what's the address? <laughs> like you can't get there. You can't go there. It's always can't now. And when, you get, and when you get there, you know, you wake up tomorrow and it's going to be now it's going to, that's just it. And people mm. really sort of get that. And I think if you, if you get that in a, in a profound enough way and you sort of let it do its work on you, like the truth has a way of doing is like, Oh, then I think you're, you're in a kind of crisis where you go, I can't proceed with this idea that there's a tomorrow that's going to be any better. And I, I think that the, the, even the question that pops into my mind that I'm now projecting onto you and have no business doing so is, <laughs> yeah, but there's all this shit. There's all yes. this stuff we got to take care of. And I say, yeah, but that's going to be there. Yeah. We're just working with you here. So the question is, if you are transformed into the one who knows that just whatever is, is, it's happening right here. It's now, it's the only place I'll ever be. Now is the only chance to take this breath or this breath or this <sighs> breath. Then you'll actually encounter whatever all that is in an entirely different mm. way. Mm-hmm. So let's not make the butt the sort of fence that we put in front of us mm. Mm. because that, in fact, that's the whole, that's the whole shift. And so I, yeah, the, I, the butt actually, like we put that fence down. Yeah. But what about all that stuff over there as if it's on the other side of, but actually we've just fenced ourselves in with all of that stuff. Yeah. And that's right? like the, that's the 10,000 sort of year thing that you're talking about too. It's just this bifurcated, it's, it's either this or that it's up or down. It's good or bad. It's right or wrong. It's like, but that's nonsense, you know, <laughs> like in anybody with any, I mean, you just facilitate that insight pretty quickly. It's just like, it's not, I mean, it, it's, it's just not that way. You know, but we sort of do that. It's like it can either it can just be this way or that way. And it's like that's not and I mean the the sort of uh the, the the kind of popular way of saying this or something is just like it's not it's not either or but both and or or whatever mm-hmm. the, the phrase is. And I think I, I think about that a lot. It's like really important. It's like no, you can actually you don't have there's there isn't a choice to to sort of make and and is always better <laughs> yeah <laughs> to to be paradoxical yeah. About yeah, we want, we'll actually take that one one step further i just finished recently finished reading a book um called the listening society mm-hmm. by a thinker and philosopher named hansi freinacht he's somewhere <laughs> in the nordic countries and he said it's not either or, or both and. Mm-hmm. It's either or and both and. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, genius. oh, you just son of a bitch. I love it. I son love of it. Bitch, right? I yeah. love it. It's like just to sort of like, yeah. Yep. There are people who are literally dying because of either or. Mm-hmm. And we don't want them to die. And if you're going to be any good in service of anything, 
how can you invite yourself into the both and so that when you're faced with an either or a life or death moment, you can choose to be present with it as opposed to choosing to run away from it or control it or fix it or whatever other choice might seem to be the right one. Yeah. Even as you're saying that, I'm just, just sort of re-inspired with my just whatever my thing is like that just comes up because mm-hmm. it's like it, it's again back to the initial thing that you talked about like it's so close i mean it's just it's just it's right here like this this insight is just it's always available it's like hello like you're gonna know are you gonna know me now are you gonna know me now are you gonna know me yeah. now and it's just yeah. like and it's it's like the gateway to liberation. It's just sort of right there. And you go, are you going to, are you going to see? And I think this idea like that, that you brought in of like, uh, of slowing down and pausing. And this is just, there's no more powerful, I think, action than, than, than pausing so that you can kind of actually gather the relevant data, which isn't going to be whatever your mind is sort of screaming about, but it's going to be, you know, observable right here in this moment. It's like, is it like, is it okay to just relax and to just be here? You know, we're so, like you said, we're so convinced that there's one thing that needs to happen before to do that. And then that's just the one thing that that's a construct that like has no end. I mean, that is the, that's the, the looping, loop. The looping, yeah. The looping. The, the, go, as soon as it, this is done and then this and then this yeah, and then this. Isn't yeah. that way. Russ Harris calls it the happiness trap. And I think it's a really, really wise insight. It's, you know, I'll be happy when, and it's just that little tiny fragment of language. Hmm. I'll be happy when a conditional language, if then. Yeah. Not used in a real scientific cause and effect kind of way, but if then the kind of logical construct that we have, is a terrible, terrible thing. I mean, it's just like, I mean, yeah. it has some function in, in the kind of our, or, or it seems to have some function in, in the way that we relate, but I don't know that it's, we wouldn't be better off without, <laughs> without conditional phrases, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a big, it's a big question and invitation. I hear you asking like, what if, what if we could let go of if then what, what, what might change in ourselves and in the world if, if nothing was conditional? Yeah. And it's a, it's a bizarre question because it's, you're asking if we could let go, then what, yeah. then what yeah. would be possible? So we're <laughs> Thank sort, you of, for that. Yeah. We're sort of dependent on the link, the linguistic, constructs that we, yeah. that we all have i love it like, yeah yeah thank you for that if so i got it eric if we can let go of conditions then yeah. <laughs> then yeah. we'll be yeah. and it's like yeah. it's a bit it, of a trap. Point, i think it points toward the moon i mean i think it's it's skillful right there's there's skillful means and it's not it's not the thing so the first line in the Tao is the thing i come back to all the time which is the the Tao that can be named is not the eternal Tao. now there's mm. nothing more wise mm. than that like and it's just it's this paradox because from the mm. moment we can't escape language i don't know anyone that's been able to escape language there might be some interesting anthropological study but it's just like we're born inside of mm. the truman show you know the distinctions and the language and the everything that we have like the world is is pre-named you know and we walk around in it and kind of learning it and it's like i think that the insight that i've 
I think I've had is just these moments of like seeing and getting that that's just not like blue isn't blue and a car isn't a car and the sky isn't the sky. There's just not, there's nothing to that. And I see how we traffic in that. That's the currency of, you know, the way that we, yeah, the relate. symbols. But I think there's a relating that happens before that. And we could look into the triune brain and, and have some fun thinking about it. I think there's a, there's a relating that's that there's an isness, a thusness in Buddhism. They would say thusness. It's just there that doesn't require any efforting or any yeah. language or anything like that. And it's like, and again, it, we can get very heady about it, but it's also like, but it's just, it's already right here. Like there's no, you just like, we don't need language or anything. Like we could pause right now. We could just see. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <sighs> It's totally there. I mean, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, what was your, what's your experience in that four seconds? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, uh, I experienced a welling of sort of the, the attachment I'm already giving it is giddiness. Like right? I'm sort of just a, like a, like a sort of lift, like a swelling up from my belly into my heart. It just make is making me smile. Yeah. 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 I noticed just it's, it's the skin is alive. There's the kind of a cold rush. Like I'd, I'd call that same thing, like vitality. You said mm. that word earlier tonight. I, I, that's a word I've been just like riffing on lately. I just love it. I just think it's, it's, it's not life, you know, like, cause that's such a, you know, overused kind of term, but just that. Yeah. The vital, vitality. It's like, yeah. oh, that, that, you know, it's a life force. We'd say chi, we could say whatever, but like, I think vitality is sort of a benign enough word for people to kind of go, oh, vitality. That's what, and I think that's what we're after an experience of aliveness. Yeah. Like that's it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, then you get on your deathbed, you're either, you're, you're auditing or something. I had an experience of aliveness. Man, I not, and then you oh shit, Mm. you know, Mm. and then maybe your last breath, you get that little bit of aliveness, and Mm. great. And Mm. can we push that up a little bit? Mm. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Mm. When my daughter was born, we have two kids now. My daughter was born; she's almost three. There was a moment where I could see the crown of her head, her little hairy, you know, she had dark hair when she was born. And, and then she arrived in a mess of fluids and screaming, crying. And, and it was probably only for a few seconds. It felt, it felt a lot longer. It was probably only for a few seconds, but there was just nothing there between me and my wife and this this little life other than just raw unmediated vitality yeah yeah so let's bottle that (sighs) do you know what i mean i mean and i don't have the experience of being a parent but i'm like with you as you're saying that and it's like there's and i think you, you you land on some of the words that we use there's there isn't anything there isn't anything there's emptiness there's complete possibility. I mean, we could intellectually make 
Yeah, we can start to build all of these structures around the experience we have. Language is, yeah. And that could excite us too, but there's nothing like the like primary source, you know, of that, the thusness that that was kind of there in that moment. And you just go, yeah, that's it. And I think it's right here. Like, where would it have gone? Now, yes, we sort of build linguistic structures and all that, which all serve as a kind of distraction. But there's also this, like, we can come home to that. I I think there's a way that we can and do come home to that. Mm. And, Mm. you know, and to like see that as like a really practical thing. If we're all sort of sourcing from that. And then, you know, even as I sort of do my version of that right now, I mean, the mind is just right there going, what now, what now, what now, what do I do? What do I do? What do you do? What do you do? What do I do? You know, and it's just like, (laughs) and then I'm humbled because I'm like, well, that's what we got, you know, and that's hard. But I think even facilitating conversations like this or, um, do you know, do you, are you a fan of Carl Rogers? Uh, I am blanking on who Carl Rogers is. Carl so Rogers is like the, the client centered therapy, uh, person centered therapy, non-judgmental, uh, 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 um, unconditional positive regard. These Ooh. are kind of his. Themes. Yeah. I don't know much about his work. I'm, uh, so, yeah, I hear the last name Rogers and I think of Fred Rogers, who I am quite well, a big yeah, fan of. Fred Rogers would be <laughs> the best practitioner. Of <laughs> but no, but so, yeah. Say more about Carl's work. Yeah. So Carl Rogers was, uh, um, kind of the pioneer of what got, uh, termed, um, humanistic psychology back in the fifties mm. and sixties is when he was sort of, uh, active and, and, you know, he's he's sort of a contemporary of Maslow, I think, and hierarchy mm. of needs and all this sort of stuff. And he so there's a lot to say about Carl Rogers. One of my heroes, just a brilliant and and kind, gentle man. This um, I'll send you a video, uh, or if you include resources of guests yeah. or something, I'll yeah, send, yeah. You, I'll let's, send let's... you something of him talking about listening. Mm. Like we we owe in some sense our our understanding. I mean, I would say this: we're all we're in a lineage actually of Carl. He's a good grandfather of some of what we uh, what we practice. I'm including you that just insofar as your coach and practitioner uh, and, and all of that. But one of the things that he did, I think this is relevant, is he would like go to Brazil and then he'd get a he'd go into a stadium. These are these this falls under the the category of like experiments in education, but really experiments in togetherness and mm. gathering and being with people and who go like to a soccer stadium. I think I'm not totally lying, but I'm pretty sure this is what something you did. And you'd have a stadium. Imagine a stadium, a soccer field, you know, and, and it's got uh, chairs all the way around it. So it's this huge circle. And there, and then, and everybody's sitting. Everyone's come to have an experience to be taught by the great master Carl Rogers, and everyone's just sitting there. And Carl Rogers comes and he just sits down. Is he in the circle as well? Yeah. yeah. Now he comes in, and you know he's part of the circle. He's in. He's just one of the, among the circle. So there's not, so there's however many chairs that fit on a on a soccer field. Yep, kind of around the, the edge in a big yeah, giant and circle. And he's in one of the chairs. You know, yeah. He so comes there's in, hundreds, one hundreds of, of people probably, yep. and yeah. they've all come in. We're going to learn from. Dr. Rogers, and he sits down, and he's just he's just there. He's just being, and then people start to get pissed, <laughs> and then people start to like have opinions about what he should be doing, 
or what he's actually up to. Oh, I know what he's up to. And, and he's just being, <laughs> oh my God, I and I think it. it's a great metaphor for, I think what, what happens it, the moment you, you know, the moment you sort of sit down and you know, to meditate or something, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to just be, and then the mind's like, I yeah, all these parts else. of a show. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? You what should you just, doing? yeah, or, I'm brilliant. This is, I'm good at this, or this, you know, this really matters, or this doesn't matter at all, or what the hell you could be doing something. And it's just like all the way home. And so the lesson is the, is the thing, you know, and some people took it and some not. And I think the genius he had is like, he's not attached. He doesn't need to make it mean something, hammer home any point. And he's just, he's doing something quite wise, you know, just to, to do that. Um, and I don't know if it caused more harm than good, but I think, well, that's revelatory. I mean, it's really interesting huh. to see, see what happens. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. there so, oh yeah, yeah. no no please <clears throat> i'm just really struck by that i'm sitting with i can't i don't know what he looks like some sort of maybe oh, uh, this bald is... head you know just kind of this bespeckled 1950s glasses you know so very kind of professorial stereotypical. yeah definitely but also just like a kind visage just right. gentle right yeah, I'm I'm just struck with that image of a group of people who are ex- each one of them a uh, universe unto themselves expecting or demanding or or predicting an experience and the way all of those expectations and predictions and demands inadvertently create all of these barriers and boundaries. Yeah. And they and it what's striking stark about that is just they everyone brought them. They just brought them. <laughs> nobody nobody said or did anything or set up and told them that it was gonna be this way or that way. So all they brought was the psychological term is their projection. Yeah. It's, it's you projecting. Like that's the issue. Right. <laughs> you know. To, some degree and then there's this it 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 clues us into the way that we're looking to somebody for to take care of it yeah what is this experience that we're having so just tell me so i know where to fit then i know my Mm. role i know what to say i know who to Mm. love i know who to hate i know who you know and it's Mm. like Mm. but i think this other possibility that we're exploring of like just letting it be there what would have happened if everybody was just there and they just had some kind of wisdom and they go, Oh, the mind is running away with me. It's believing it needs something to happen, be different and expectation to be filled. And everybody in that circle was able to kind of go, Oh, that's happening. And just sort of not bow to it. And then just the question I've been asking myself lately, it was, would it be okay? Would it actually be okay? It's a real question. Would actually be okay in this moment, this one, to relax like i don't know i don't I, I can't know i'll do this with clients look up look down look side to side look down look all around is it okay are you safe right now could it be okay your word was arrive could it be okay to just arrive yeah every time i've ever done this it's been okay 
<laughs> and I've been in some shitty situations where I've done this. It's always okay. And sometimes I'm like, you know, <laughs> I was going to tell a lie for the sake of uh, some color here, but the equivalent of I could, I could be running for my life and it would still be okay. <laughs> like what wouldn't be okay about the experience? Now I don't have to like it or prefer it or want it, or it doesn't mean I, I don't turn maybe in fighter, but that would be okay too. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't know anything that isn't actually okay. So there's this kind of profound sort of acceptance of what is it's like, it's really easy to accept that the sky is blue, the trees are tall and there's, you know, paint on the wall. But why isn't it easy to accept that, you know, the climate is climate is yeah. the climate. The climate is what it is. This is what the science says. So I don't find a, I don't find any, any problem in that experience. Hmm. Mm. Right. So it's complex because, and this is where mm. I think the conversation gets really messy, but when I am in contact with it, it's really, it's really okay. And I have an aspiration for, I don't know if it's right to say for it to be different because it can't be different than it is. I mean, if we're talking about like the now, you know, it's like, well, then it's, it has to be okay right now. It is okay now. Now I'm in a privileged point of view. It's easier for me to say this from somebody who's maybe a climate refugee or something like that or hmm. in, in this now. But even with them, I would suggest that they would be given the, given the opportunity to be asked, like, is it okay just right now, independent of what the mind is sort of telling you, that they would probably also sort of agree. And then there's this, yeah, but what we want it to be different in the future. Yeah. So I don't quite know how to bridge that gap without sounding like an idiot. <laughs> Do you know? But it's like... Yeah, you know, there's a it, sort of again, element of like, like, are we being pretentious or are we being, telling you to just let go of your... Yeah, there's that. There's that. Yeah. We bump and up against no that. no is my answer to that but i can't quite and i'm sure there are people they're wiser much wiser people than me who have started to maybe give some kind of language to this but i think it's we start to reach a breakdown a little bit in what language and conceptual thinking can do right at this juncture yeah but it's like but i think it's maybe really important that we that we do that and and i it's probably not language it's probably like this is where like a really good story could be helpful, but then we're talking to the unconscious instead of talking to the logical mind, which they're not, they don't know each other. They don't know about their existence. Well, the conscious mind kind of knows the unconscious there and it really doesn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. unconscious is like, Woo! <laughs> yeah, like it's a delightful. Uh, yeah. So do you know what I mean? Like there is a jump, maybe it's like the corpus callosum, which sort of like crosses the hemisphere. Maybe it's something to do. I don't know, but it's interesting because I feel like all paths often lead to this hmm. right where we're hanging out here. And it's yeah. like, there's something, Ooh, what if, what there's if, a, if there's then? a sort of classic new England stereotype, which came up for me earlier in our conversation. I can't quite remember when, but it's sort of the salty sort of curmudgeonly new Englander saying you can't get there from here. <laughs> and that just, that sort of, that sort of archetype or stereotype is still with me. And, and there's some sort of paradoxical wisdom in that, like 
you can't actually get there from here and you're already right there. You're already here. Yeah. Cause that like the here, there construct is a, is problematic <laughs> to use a term of art. Like, you can't like, let's, I want to consider that from a, you can't. Well, I mean, that does make sense in what you were talking about. Like, I think the wisdom is it is the the sort of reasoning behind you can't get there from there is because you're already that there isn't there isn't a there's nowhere to get to there isn't anywhere right so it's like yeah very very wise from up in the New England thank you very much I, I actually my uncle I was with my uncle when I was young and there, we literally had I remember very clearly a person an older curmudgeonly salty New Englander saying that to him That's when he was asking for directions. So there's something that a really uh, profound experience in my life that that it contradicts this. And I want to see if it's actually a contradiction because I I, I have the intuition that it that it isn't because they both, I think, actually open up into possibilities. I'm 16 years old. I'm driving a delivery truck for my father's business over the summer. And I'm very tired because I like to stay up late, but they like me to wake up early and do work. (laughs) And so I'm up at like 4.30 driving all over, you know, delivering materials to these uh, painting sites. My dad owned a a painting and decorating company. And so I'm delivering stuff and, and going to that. And I'm on, I know exactly where I, well, I know just about where I am in the city. I have this, I have a very uh, 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 detailed map of Minneapolis and St. Paul in my head because I've driven the roads so much. And I, uh, I've ostensibly what happens is I fall asleep while I'm driving. I lose consciousness. I go dark just for a, a minute, right? Not so it's dangerous, but enough that I like blink. And in the next moment I say, I don't know where the fuck I am. And I go, I know, and I pieced it together. I go, I know I'm driving, you know, and it was interesting because I saw the mind come back online Mm -hmm. and reconstruct Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. moment Mm -hmm. in a cognitive way. And this is Mm -hmm. what was like interesting. Okay. I know that that, that I'm here and I'm moving. Okay. I'm in a truck and I'm I'm delivering stuff for my dad and I'm in Minneapolis and I'm doing all this sort of stuff. And it happens kind of at lightning speed. But then there was like this panic because I remembered I'm going to that place, wherever that was. And I have to take that exit. And and as I go, that exit is behind me. And so now I'm in a kind of existential crisis. And the question, (laughs) the relevant question is, can I get there from here? And it like that arose in my mind. And, and in the same moment that that arose in my mind, the deep knowing of like, it's okay, sweetheart. This is how I talk to myself, sweetheart. Of course. If, and and the the thought was, if I was born here, (laughs) I could get to that paint store. Like there's a, there's a, a way that that could be done. So, I, I offer that and, and I, I kind of want to put those two insights side by side. Like, yes, uh, profoundly, you can get there from here, which might just be a, or, or this other insight, like you can't, you can't get there from here. Just, you got to say it in the right accent. Otherwise it doesn't yeah. Work. It doesn't work if you just say it in a straight <laughs> accent. Hmm. Yeah. Let's sit with that paradox for a second or maybe a few seconds. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, what's what's emerging for me is is back to the both end, mm-hmm. the either or and the both end. Mm-hmm. Either you're here or you're there, Not and true. there's also no here or there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that yeah. you. Yeah. I think it, there's something about this this coexisting we have to do that, that gets back to like the moment of birth or you know the the instant before and i don't even know if this is possible we could think about like prenatal developmental psychology or you know development or, or whatever and like is there a moment where we're not actually in the world of this or that here or there and, and all of that mm. because we're in fact we're being grown we're being seated inside of a body that has a mind that does have those distinctions or is aware of those Mm. distinctions. So Mm. I don't know kind of if we're ever out ostensibly outside the Truman show, right. If that's, if that's something that we we can be, but there is this sort of both and we're in it and we're, we needn't be in it. Yeah. You know, because I think there, there is the possibility of, of silence, you know, or listening for the, listening for silence behind the noise or, you know, looking for the emptiness behind form or, you know, something like that, that we have this sort of some way of, we understand that it is like, we get it, people get it. And so I think there's like a, some kind of memory, right? If we're all made of stardust, there is something Mm. residual Mm. in us that is, Mm one in the same as kind of emptiness or without form or something like there is that elephantine memory you know that and i think we can touch it i just don't think we can conceive of it and that's the paradox is like well shit (laughs) it's the thing again back to the Tao. it's like it's the thing and i just can't i i just can't say it yeah yeah. So it's it's a little wacky. So I think so. My my where my mind went when we were sort of thinking, okay, these you can't get there from here. You can get, yeah, yeah. You can get there. Is the 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 experientially what happens for me is there's this moment we come. I love it. You posited this, and now we're just dancing around it the whole time. There is this, but and it's okay. I can't get there from here. And whatever the logic is behind that that's right or not right, it's just like, and yeah, and, and it's okay. And it's okay. I can get there from here. Okay. But I don't need to. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, like, can I, could I relax? Would it be okay to relax to bring in that question? Would it be okay to relax at either of those intersections? Yeah. I can or I can, I can or I can. So, yeah. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, I love it. See, Where this is this we? is this is good. We've gone. We're in the yeah. deep tunnels underneath all of this. We are. Yeah, this is a gift for me. Um, sort of the secret, the sort of my like the secret that I tell everyone is the reason I do this show is because I get to do this, and sure, I'll just press record. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that we get to see where we might get to from here. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think you've got your title for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Nice. But I'm uh, one thing that's sticking with me that I want to underline is that in that moment when you woke up, 
when you were just a young, how you were a teenager at this point. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. But in that moment, when you woke up for just one moment, the Truman show had like the, the feed hadn't yet been turned on, you know, like the lights hadn't gone up yet. And I just think that's really fucking cool. <laughs> you know, and I, and I love that, you know, you sort of a 16, you're driving a car, you you have a task to all that comes rushing in and you don't want to cry and like all of it. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm not advocating driving well being, you know, released of all awareness or something mm-hmm. like that, but, but you touched it. I did. I, it's, I, I'm really uh, feels profound. Uh, I'm filled with vitality as you say that. And it's a very particular flavor. I would call it sadness or melancholy or yeah. emotional or something, but that in the spirit of our conversation, it doesn't quite, it, it's, it's, there's something more fundamental. It's just, Oh, I feel life when you say that I feel vital when you say that back to me. Cause I think, and what comes to, to mind too is, is that I've been, and I, I, I have no way of qualifying this. So it's, it's one of those things. Like I've, I remember it, I have a series of those little moments, right? It's just like where you're, if you're, if you're walking in front of a, a fence and it could sliver of light, sliver of light, mm, sliver of light, mm-hmm, sliver of mm, light. It's like mm. that. And I've had this boom, light, boom, light, boom, light all throughout my whole life. <laughs> you know, and in different kind of forms, but it's all, I think a little bit what people describe with like near death experiences, which is just like, yeah, it's cool. It's peace. It's cool. Like whatever's on the other side of that fence that's yeah. trying, is shining through, it's really fine. Yeah. And then we chop it up with the fence because, you know, okay, yeah. we live in this, this material kind of world to quote madonna um <laughs> god, <laughs> and, uh, god bless the diva indeed uh but i've i and and that's i think it's interesting in conversation with a mentor of mine the other day about faith if, if i have faith in anything and i and i wouldn't usually describe myself that way it's that there's an origin of that those slivers of light mm. it's mm. like that i'm certain mm. of you know, and I don't know much more else about it. And mm. I can make interesting suppositions, all sorts of things. And I'm very inclined to, well, sometimes I am, <laughs> but it's like, that's quite clear t- to me. And, and I think that's where we're all, that's what we're after in some, in some way, yeah. whether we know it or not, or whether we're, we have enough, um, we have enough room in our life to kind of be paying attention to those things. Or if we have a culture that supports, you know, I think there are cultures that just, they just know that as a matter of course, you know, the yeah. way that we know you've got to buy shit, you know, other cultures know there is the light and you just, you build your culture around there is the yeah. light and um, having rituals and things like that. We were a few miles from that. <laughs> village. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eric, I um I'm feeling moved to for the last few minutes we have together, 
I'm feeling moved to maybe invite our, ourselves and anyone who might hear this to sit on the ground next to the fence and just let the light come through. And I wonder if that feels worthy to you as just a space of a bit of silence and sitting together. Yeah. And I would, I would offer uh, for some people, it might be the light for some, it might be the breeze. For yeah. Some, it might be the fragrance for some, it might be the sounds for some, it might be, um, you know, some kind of image, some visual or something. Yeah. Yeah. So we have diversity, you know? Thank you. Yeah. As you say that, I'll maybe just build the invitation even more clearly or more openly to invite that diversity, which is to say wherever you are right now, you're here. And as you look around here, there is a universe, a whole universe moving, colliding, changing, unfolding, opening, closing. And for all of us, for just 90 seconds, let's play with that. I think that was the number you posited when on our previous conversation, or 90 seconds too. As best as we're able, without any judgment or shoulds or what ifs or buts, to sit with that. Are you aware of the light on your face? Uh, yeah. Now that you, you pointed could, you out, you can see it now. It's just quite. It's interesting. <laughs> it's oh, because like, you can sort of. Yeah, I don't have my own video. Just on. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just dancing kind of on your face, and it's coming through in a kind of a slot. I don't know quite what your angle is for the sunlight, but it's like it's quite. That's what I opened my wow. eyes to. Like, oh fucking hell! This guy really knows what he's doing. <laughs> the sun. I'm looking up. So I'm sort of like in a half basement. So there's a window in front of me looking out through the window to really tall pine trees that have probably, that are probably have been growing for 50 years or something. And the sun is just kind of like, I'm like looking 
at the sun sort of mm. the branches dancing through it right now. I love it. I use this thing. The trees are tall. The sky is blue a lot just because it's, I don't know, it's a little bit, you know, you know how David White kind of says the same things again. They have this sort of, there's a sort dust, of dustness to it. They really carry a lot of something. And there's, uh, yeah. I always think of start close in, you know, I'm like that <laughs> rings and start close in. Don't take the first step. Don't take the second step. Just, my wife and I have a joke about that. Well, start close it. Cause it's so meaty, you know, it's yeah. substantial. Anyway, trees are tall. The sky is blue. I love trees. I think we could have a whole other conversation. You could have a whole series. I bet there are a lot of people you've talked to that have a relationship with trees. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's ever come up, but I think you know, it actually has wise, wise teachers. But it feels like I could go back to every person I talked to and just have that. Yeah. Have that conversation. The, the, talking about one of the metaphors, and, and this comes from the Buddhist tradition too, though, is, is about the, the heart wood. Hmm which is a really uh, just interesting topic in itself. Um, can I share a little bit about what I saw yeah. or understood without, so to listeners, if you want to just have your own experience unencumbered, just don't listen right now. Maybe come back to this later. Nice. Um, yeah. Cause I don't want it to be ruined because whatever people experienced was yeah, it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. What happened? What, what was, illuminated to me is 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 this contrast between i think in the way i have practiced like meditation since i started it's been about 16 or 17 years is like this here i am rooted you know and then the the, the world's kind of passing by and, and all of that and i think it's a it's a skillful means it's a useful construct and it's a good training for the mind you know i think it's it's very functional and there's something that's not quite it about it like mm. because the truth is i'm moving and changing also mm. like there mm. isn't this rootedness that i'm sort of conceiving of isn't has no basis in reality there's like my cells are changing my breath is coming and going everything is passing mm. i'm not a self in fact, you know, there's mm. this, all this sort of stuff. Mm. So there's kind of a willing suspension of disbelief that one needs to do, you know, and I'm perfectly willing to do most of the time to sit down and just do a simple breath meditation. Now it's easy for me to do that. I don't have to like <laughs> have an existential crisis every time <laughs> I, I sit down to meditate, but what, what, so th there's that sort of image that's alive in, in me and, in in kind of the, the the dominant one but then what i was aware of in the 90 seconds that we just spent was just the 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 movement the dynamic quality of everything including my attention which is the thing that's observing the dynamic quality and much more like this dance that you're yeah. sort of you sort of teed us up and it's like it's all changing and shifting including the thing that's seeing shifting and changing and shifting and changing there's nothing to grasp i mean it's so clear to me and as like, oh and then there's this breath and then let's go over here and the mind for a moment was a little bit disinclined to make any meaning out of it because meaning is like a place to stand mm. and it's nonsense i mean mm. it's sort of existentially it's nonsense to stand and make meaning and that's the paradox we've been talking about it's really practical in this world to sort of make some meaning and put a you know 
tell people what you do and who you are and all this sort of stuff. It's just like, th- this goes, we have another conversation about the finite and infinite game. It's like, just don't just remember that's just finite games. Yeah. Like, if we could be really connected to, it's all okay. I use language and concepts and all these things is wonderful. What a gift. It all comes from nothingness. Oh, it's so good. But just don't, lose sight of the source you know don't lose contact with the source and i think we can't think about the source like that like if we spent mental prefrontal cortex energy trying to remember that we're getting it from the the great emptiness or something like that's not the way there's and and i think this kind of gets maybe to helps me articulate something about what I'm up to in my own life. What's your mm. fierce hope is that we might be able to give or offer an opportunity for people to have an experience of deep connection to the source unencumbered by the need to make some kind of verbal linguistic meaning out of it such that it's like, we're just, Oh yeah, I get it. I get it. And then from there, without believing that we're abandoning it or contradicting it, we just go and let's go build a house or a business <laughs> or whatever. It's like, so the yeah. image that comes to mind is like one part of us is like, what's the word supine? Mean? I don't know. Is it like, I think it's laying supine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe that means laying flat on your back. I think so. Well, let's have it mean that for now. That's what it means right now. We're in an agreement. Yeah, Laying supine in the ocean, right? In the middle, there's no, it's an endless ocean. Like, that's kind of the the image. To have part of our mind doing that and just delighting in what it is to be floating in nothingness. Oh, wonderful. And then another part of the mind is, like, making breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) and like it's fine there's no contradiction there's no problem there's no need to resolve that there's no it's just it's just that way yeah Um, so i don't know Mm. Mm. eric this is so fun this is exactly (laughs) whatever part of me like the part of me that was coming into this circle and going like it's supposed to be this way why aren't you doing like i just this was this was exactly what i was hoping for and i think Mm. Even before we started, I arrived with some vitality and and experienced access to that a number of times over the past hour or so. And in whatever way anyone listening experiences that, you know, that's that's really it. That's that experience that you just spoke to. It's interesting. It feels maybe relevant or appropriate, and you could edit this out if it isn't. It to to reveal too, just because I think this can get you know, who knows where this kind of takes people. And like I, when I was in this kind of shower getting ready before I came down to, to have this conversation, the, the thought arose, who the fuck am I? Mm. And, and, and I know mm. I mean, you've had all these people. It's mm. so interesting, you mm. know, and really clear. I mean, it seems right. It seems clear. Like this is what I'm about. This is what I do. This is how I serve the world. This is what, the thing that makes me really interesting. And I, as near as I can tell, I don't have anything like that. Like there isn't anything clear that I can really point to. Mm. Honestly, that it's, so what I appreciate about it being in this conversation is like, this is, this is it. Yeah. Whatever 
moves in this conversation that I offer, that I have access to or whatever, this is, um, this is my business card. Do you know what I mean? Like, Cause I don't know about, and, and, and I could become more skillful and I'm trying to become more skillful. I have a team of people helping me become more skillful <laughs> about uh, being communicating this in the world or something like that. But it's like, I keep coming around to like, I don't know. I'm the kid who's waking up uh, when he's 16 yeah. and I'm the, the teenage, you know, I'm the person that's doing this and I'm the person who does this, but it's such, such a mess, a lovely mess. Yeah. And I'm at this moment, I'm like, want to talk to that part of me that's in the shower peeking and say, Hey buddy, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter because this conversation's about to happen. And like, that's it. That's it. There's yeah. no stamp. There's no bow to tie up really. Um, yeah. Even if it seems like that. So I don't know. <laughs> that feels, I'm so glad you shared that. I'm so glad you shared that. I know a part of me who has felt a version of that many times and who has sought out all sorts of quote unquote external validations of who the fuck I am. And there's just, just maybe one more wonderful both end either or both end. It's like, who the fuck are any of us? And also who the fuck are all of us? Like, look at us. <laughs> you know? yeah. I love it. And, and in what comes in, right. When you say that, I'm, like, I'm this one. Yeah. Right. Which is a little different than four seconds ago. Yeah. Very different than all. Remember 90 minutes ago. Remember when we were so young and stupid <laughs> <laughs> and this hadn't happened. And it's just like, great. We've just drunk from the well. Yeah. And now we like go out, go out yeah. and do it. Yeah. Breakfast, you know? Amen. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you said yes to this invitation. I'm so glad we danced. I'm so glad just that we can both be okay with whatever it is, is there's nothing to make sense of. And whoever needs to hear or wants to hear whatever happened in the past 90 minutes or so, they'll hear it. And that's beautiful too. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. And gosh, are we punctual or what? I don't know how you did that. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. Uh, if cool. people want to check you out on the interwebs or wherever, where should they go? Uh, nowhere. LinkedIn. Yeah. Great. That's about it. I don't really Great. exist in, in the web. I have this idea of being the black card coach, where it's like, you don't know unless you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's going to work with my mentor who's helping me build my business. <laughs> 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 For now, just LinkedIn. Yeah. Eric Carson. Yeah. Great. And please do send that Carl Rogers uh, video that you mentioned. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Eric. You're the man. Thank you so much. And yeah, stay in touch. Thanks for tuning into the Wonder Dome. This podcast was produced by me, Andy Cahill, with support from Kelly Sirqua and audio editing services from John Nolan at Middle Mountain Studios. The theme song was written and performed by Todd Marston. You can find the Wonder Dome wherever pods are casted. If you dig what we're doing here, please share widely, subscribe, and give us some love in the review boards. And if you feel called to support this humble offering to the world, while also making an even greater impact in the lives of others, consider becoming a monthly supporter. Not only will you help me keep the lights on and keep the show going for as long as I'm able, But 30% of all member contributions go directly in support of causes like the Black Lives Matter movement, the United Nations Refugee Agency, 
and the National Resources Defense Council. You can find out more at my website, mindfulcreative.coach, where you can also sign up for my newsletter, learn about my transformational coaching work, and get plugged into exclusive offers and community happenings. In the meantime, I'm wishing you a life of purpose, power, and presence. We need you now, more than ever.